Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk, a podcast where we talk about a variety of topics, real conversations, anything from the Bible to health and even current events. I'm your host, Dwayne Powell. And your co-host, Hope Powell. I'm Jared. And I'm Richard. All right. Let's talk. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about counting the cost of following Christ and also being in full-time ministry. And so we're going to open up with a scripture from Luke 14, verses 26 to 28. And it reads, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that's a, that's a mouthful. So what are some of the things that everyone who choose to follow Christ must consider when they choose to follow Jesus all the way? Good question. One thing that I had to consider is that people are going to distance themselves from you Mm -hmm. once you choose to follow Christ. Um, And they will do it, you know, for the truth. I'm thinking of an experience that I had not too long ago, within the past month or two. Um, One of of my teachers responded to a post that I made on Facebook. I changed, like, my profile picture or something, and she commented on it. And so she was asking, how am I, where am I, Where am I now? What am I doing? So I said, okay, inbox me. Let me have your number and then we'll talk. So the day that I said I was going to call her, I called her. Mm -hmm. No response, but I knew it was her phone because I heard her voice on the voicemail. Then days went by. I texted her. Mm -hmm. No response. I texted her on Messenger again where she sent me her number. No response. To this day, no response. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I know that she must have received the message because she's still on Facebook posting. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I could think of, well, the reason why she didn't respond has to be because maybe she doesn't agree with the post that I post on social media, which are spiritual in nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that happens all the time. But isn't this the teacher that was a teacher at an Adventist college? At an Adventist Mm -hmm. school. She wasn't an Adventist, but she taught at a Seventh-day Adventist school. And and that right there is is a very good reason why, if you're teaching at an Adventist college, a teacher leading out, you know, some with young people, students or whatever, you should also understand the message. Right. You know, right. it sounds like, you know, she probably was um, afraid of something or saw something on your page or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess disagree with it. Or it was just a job for her. Possibly. Or it was just yeah. a job for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that that must be considered when you hire a teacher for, for that purpose. Mm. You know, I had that happen to me before. You know, I had some friends I grew up with that we all we used to get together on, you know, on the weekends, whether it's Friday or um, Saturday, sun- Sunday, and we would watch football, um, basket- basketball, you know, sports, and we would have drinks, you know, have marijuana smoking going on. And, mm-hmm. and once I decided to follow Jesus all the way, I gave up the drinking, the smoking. Amen. And you know, by and by, the friends that I've known for years, years, started to distance themselves from me. Right. You know, it wasn't like I was going to them saying, hey, you got to stop this because this is, you know, doing this to you. You know, I was still new, but I would say probably two weeks after me just stopped, you know, drinking and smoking, 
that, I can see that that divide start to happen. Mm, that's it quick. was like immediate. That's right. quick. You know, mm-hmm. we had that was the only, you know, now that I look at that was the only bond that we had. Mm. You know, was was that, yeah. and you know, they would check on me. I would check on them, but they would check on me like months or you know m- later, just to see had I gone back to drinking and smoking. Right. Mm. And I would say no. Mm. Um, that's something that I've given up, and I'm not going back. Mm. They'd be like, okay, well, we'll talk to you later. Check on you later. Yep. Yeah. So and, and it was a while before you would hear from them again. Six months, yeah. sometime a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know they'll drop in, and you know my my story is similar as well with family and friends, and you know I will speak more to the family side, which. Um, it was very challenging because when you choose to follow Christ all the way as a Bible believing Christian, mm-hmm. when you when you're growing up in different um, organizations mm-hmm. of religion, your family starts to question, like, why are you not doing this anymore? Why are you um, even carrying yourself mm-hmm. like this? You know, we, we can't listen to music and mm-hmm. while we sit and talk, you know, it, things change. And I would find myself in um, conversations and they are bringing up certain topics to create mm. an argument mm. or some contention and some strife. And by and by, those family members uh. stopped communicating with me as often. And again, it was challenging. But again, looking back at Luke 14, thank God for his word mm. that was able to give me strength. I'm not saying I, I, I just got through it right away. Mm-hmm. It was very challenging. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's powerful. And, you know, speaking of, um, you know, counting the cost of what people have to endure when coming to Christ. I want to share a, a quickly uh, a secondhand account um, from an experience um, that I was told, a story that I was told from an, uh, an acquaintance of mine. Um, and he had told me that when he came into ministry, you know, when he came into the present truth, that his immediate family next of kin mm-hmm. had cut him off totally, him and his family and his children, <laughs> excommunicated him as mm-hmm. it were. Right. And, and, and someone listening to listening to this hereafter may be able to relate. Um, his whole family cut him off. And of course, um, he came from a very wealthy family. Mm. Right. So that financial stability also mm. was sort of severed. Wow. And so they had to kind of fend for themselves. And, you know, you know, people coming into ministry for the first time, it's not really like a uh, financially, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not like a bank. Right. You know, right. you may have to be deprived financially, you know, and these are some of the lessons that Christ was teaching. However, you know, many, many times um, he would be discouraged, Mm. him and his wife and his children, because it was something that wasn't, you know, the cost wasn't counted. Mm. Like who knew your whole family would sort of cut cut you off Mm. because of what you believe, because of how you're living your life, because of certain standards that you now uphold. Mm -hmm. Um, And by and by, you know, um, the pressure, the pressure got too much for him, got too much for them. And they left um, Seventh Day Adventism. Wow. They left. Not you know, just present truth. Not just the present truth. The you know, and now it's like, okay, well, that 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 religion, that denomination, they're a cult now mm. because sad. of the pressure. That's mm. sad. Right? Mm. So it could lead you to the opposite extreme. Right. You know, if you're not counting the cost, if you're not wow. laying on the table, wow. this is what I'm going to have to give up. This right. is so what they, I have to endure. So they looked at it as this particular religion mm-hmm. causes division in Divi- family. And mm-hmm. if God was about love, then mm-hmm. this wouldn't happen, right. which, is, which is the total opposite. But we see that on both sides, people will leave you Mm -hmm. and you will find yourself withdrawing, not out of thinking you are better than someone, but more on God is making 
changes in you mm-hmm. and your your direction changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. your affiliations change you find yourself associating with you know like-minded people right. and again i think i shared with you guys on the last broadcast that quote i saw on facebook that says not every cutoff is personal yeah. mm-hmm. but also spiritual yeah. and we'll yeah. we'll see that as we go through this yeah and um we receive not not just we but you also receive criticism and opposition because of your stance for the truth. True. And the biggest one, I think, is the Sabbath. Always. Mm. You know, I would say that is the biggest one for, for was well, for me. I don't know about, you know, the rest of you. It's, but a, big, it's a big one. It's yeah. a big one. I mean, mm-hmm. because, okay, you're, you're a follower of Christ. Where does it say that we must keep the Sabbath? You know, and then you explain it to them. They still don't want to accept that. They're mm-hmm. offended. You know, like... Yeah, and then then they, they you know they may label it that as your Sabbath. Right, it's the Sabbath True. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The family members that say that, uh, oh, Saturday is your Sabbath, right. Sunday is our Sabbath. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and see what my pastor says right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know about that. Right. right, but the thing about that is, as Dwayne's saying, you're coming from the Bible, and right. these are Bible believing Christians, mm-hmm. and that is the biggest one. And the second one is your diet. Mm. When you change even mm-hmm. how oh, you yeah. eat, when yes. you don't eat certain things mm-hmm. anymore, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong mm, with, right. with that. No and when you show them yeah. from the Bible, <laughs> yeah, but it's clean. <laughs> yeah. And when you show them from the Bible, because you're not trying to come to them to preach yeah. and tell them you have to stop this right away. Right. Now, right. granted, when I first came to the truth, I was passionate about it, and I know I could have come off that way, but that's not our intent. You just want to share what you see the Bible telling you, but they close that door. Don't talk to me about the Sabbath, and don't take away my meat. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And, and another one I would add to that is your dress as well. You know, people yes. will think you're very extreme. Right. They'll look at you, oh, you're, you guys are cults, and, and if yes. we're not able to bear that reproach because Christ bore it as well, Mm -hmm. then many people will fall away from the truth. Mm -hmm. Now this is, you know, people looking at you just for follow, just from following Jesus Mm -hmm. as it is written in the Bible. Um, Let's talk about um, being in full-time ministry because we're all in full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. What are some of the sacrifices that you, I have made, you know, being in full-time ministries, you know, the experiences of counting the cost. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll title this segment, Your Questions Answered, because we get a lot of questions right. about, you know, being in ministry. What mm-hmm. is, what's it like, you know, um, the experience? Right. So let's talk about that. From your experience, what are some of the reasons people want to join full-time ministry or do full-time ministry? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to answer this question from my experience, first okay. of all. You know, when I decided to join ministry, it was... I could genuinely feel and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that Christ was calling me. Mm, um, it wasn't even that I wanted to do it at first. In other words, as I'm getting older and matriculating through school, I'm not thinking I want to be a minister. Okay. I want to be in ministry. That mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, I had my own plans, my own um, career option and choice. And as I was pursuing that, God had a way of saying, mm, I want you to look here. Okay. I went to a series of meetings and I was hearing these messages of truth from the Bible, mm-hmm. showing us how we are to live, how we are to prepare for Christ's second coming and, and his soon return. And I was energized. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. I was going to school and I was, you know, trying to witness to those there. Many of uh, my friends and associates were not Seventh-day Adventists. I tried by God's grace to make sure my life was a witness. And I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. And so God, through those meetings, gave me an opportunity to do ministry. And then there were two options on the table. 
would I continue with my goals, my plans for my life, mm-hmm. or would I choose what God was calling me to do? Right. And you know what's funny for me personally? When I was growing up, I always said, I don't want to be a, a pastor. I don't want to be <laughs> right. ministry. I always said, that. Yeah. <laughs> look where I am now. So mm-hmm. I knew God was calling me, and I answered the call. Well, with, with Hope and myself, we, we started out by doing um, lay ministry, mm-hmm. where we would you know buy books um, and try to support ministries that were already established. Um, just like you, I said, I don't, I don't want to be a pastor, but there's something that we could do, right. you know, while we while we worked full time, you know, at a job to to further the cause. So we would um, buy books and, um, you know, tracks. tracks or whatever and try to support where we could, whether even if it was water, paper mm-hmm. to, you know, make copies. Right. We would try to do that. And um, we I, I work for myself, you mm-hmm. know, um, in business and in 2015. After the camp meeting, um, that's when I received the, the the invitation to join full time ministry. The mm-hmm. call to join full time ministry, and it was a uh, it was something that I had to consider. Okay, mm-hmm. working for yourself, right? Um, you know, kind of moving how you want to move, um, vacationing when you want to vacation. You know, all of those things I had to really consider, but it was like a no brainer. You know, we we prayed about it, um, and. We're here. We're here right now. I remember that particular day because it's so clear. It was preparation day. I was ironing for Sabbath, and he called me, Mm. and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm ironing. He said, put the iron down and read this quote. Where was it from? Um, Evangelism 108. Okay, I don't remember it in its entirety, but it was speaking about brother and sister Haskell, you know, coming together, husband and wife, and Mm -hmm. doing ministry. Right. And I paused, I pulled it up, I read it, and I said, yes. And I couldn't believe I said it so quickly until later when we were talking. Those years of us praying, Lord, use us for your service, we didn't know that it was going to come in this way. Right. Well, the thing about that, brother and sister Haskell opened up their house to young young people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we really had to pray about because we've been married 11 years at that point. Right. And then to open up our house to you know young people. Now, one of the young persons that did live with us is sitting right here at the table, and That's that right. was Jared. Jared. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! You, you know, so you you <laughs> you're used to being alone as a as, as husband and wife. Now you're having mm-hmm. someone else there with you. Mm-hmm. That you sacrifice. Know, that's the that's the sacrifice that we we had to make. And we were willing to do that because, again, you look back to what Christ, you know, did for you. So that is a reason why we chose full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Amen. Powerful, powerful. I'm, 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 I'm re-encouraged just by mm-hmm. the testimonies. I remember when I, you know, came into um, full-time ministry, I actually used to watch these gentlemen, these, these, these wonderful people here on, on the tube, on YouTube. And it, it always encouraged me um, because I always just say to myself, you know, well, I can do that too. We can do that too as a family. We can go out. We don't have to necessarily be a, in full-time ministry, Amen. but we can do a little mm-hmm. work where we are. Of course, I was in Canada during the time, so there was no way I was going to be like, okay, let's move to you know United States and work with them. But you know, it encouraged us to say that, hey, we see these young people working for the Lord, doing something for God, you know, making use of their life. We can do a little work where we are, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was it was it was very challenging many times because in our community it was mostly Sikh, the Sikh religion, okay. right? Okay. Sikhs and Hindus, and so the gospel seed many times was very difficult to sow. However, you know, there were some that said, "Okay, sure, I'll read the book, a great great controversy, Steps of Christ, etc." But just to see, um, you know, people in our age group 
doing something for the Lord because we had never seen that before. Mm. We used to go to the, you know, the rest, the regular churches and evangelism wasn't something, ministry wasn't really something that you did. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just, you you hear a sermon and you go home, but to see people actually putting into practical use that which is being taught was very encouraging, you know? And so we were doing a little work, um, you know, there in Canada, um, sowing seeds as much as we could and, you know, by and by, just to make a, a long story short, God opened up an opportunity, and I'm here again. I'm here Thanks now with a one, with wonderful yeah. people, yeah. you know. So, 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 I mean, it it really just takes prayer. It really takes a commitment um, to you know come into ministry, and of course, counting the cost of ministry right. because I left my family in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a difficult thing to do. I never moved on my own before, mm-hmm. but you know, when you surrender and give all to Christ, He will you know um, open up doors for you and also put you in. Uh, uh, an environment with yes. pe- with people who can help you grow. Yes, you know. So I'm 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 encouraged. That I agree with 100. percent That he will take you from one place, but he doesn't leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And it was very very humbling opening up our house. It was a very humbling experience, and yes. it still yeah. is a very humbling experience. You can never work for Christ and be prideful and mm-hmm. be boastful. No. It will. If you allow it, it will bring you to true humility. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that. You have to pray for that because Mm -hmm. naturally we are not like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing about opening up the home, you you grow. You You know, a person that you may know in the church, but now, you know, you're living together, cohabitating together you know them even more, mm-hmm. right. you know, so the, the bond is even greater, you know, um, than you can even imagine, right. you know, become family, become family, become yes. family. Become family. Yeah. exactly. Not know? like family. family. That's right. it. Become, become family. family. Of course. Yes. 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 Of course. Yes. So, um, you know, those are some positives, but there are also some negative oh, reasons yeah. why Certainly. people may, you know, say, Hey, I see this person doing ministry. I want to, I want to join fin- full-time ministry. Now I just want to say that working for God is the highest Thing you can ever do mm-hmm. you know, to be co-laborers with Christ to hasten his coming. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, some instances where people look on and, you know, join for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. From the outside looking in, yeah. there are many people that say, I want to do full-time ministry, mm-hmm. particularly because they're looking at what they perceive as easy money, you mm-hmm. know, because there are some ministries that do give a stipend. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're looking for. They're looking for this money. I can get put up in the house. Mm-hmm. And th- that's mm-hmm. what draws them in. They're right. not looking at the sacrifice that, number one, God has given that ministry to do, mm-hmm. but also that they would have to mm. also sacrifice. Yeah. Mm. Other people, they want to be seen. They want to be in the limelight, mm-hmm. right? They, they want to be on famous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, in the spiritual realm, you right. know, they want to be seen singing, um, maybe seen preaching or teaching, doing those things so that maybe their Facebook friends, you know, increase. can increase mm. or their exposure, you know, just a sense of pride underneath. Mm. I mean, that's a big one as well, you know, because remember that scripture talks about Christ, his fame went abroad. So right. you look at that and say, well, if Christ was famous, then, you know, if mm. I come to ministry, I also would be famous like Christ in a sense. Exactly. So they use the Bible to sort of, you know, um, justify, justify mm. why they come. And another thing as well is, ba- is that, uh, you know, many people come and say, well, there's going to be money involved. I'm right. going to be, I'm going to be paid handsomely mm-hmm. for coming into ministry because God loves to bless. Right? right. So, I mean, who else to work for than the one Thank who holds the, the money bag as it were, mm-hmm. you know, so. 
And then we also have seen and experienced some people want to come. It's a stepping stone. It's like they Mm want to build their resume to go on to do, you know, what they choose to do. And while that is not necessarily a negative thing, but if you come in into a ministry or ministry and that is your primary goal, you should speak to people about what your end goal is. You right. know, you're not, in other words, you don't come into ministry to use individuals right. or to use the ministry. The ministry. It's God's mm-hmm. work. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, that is especially the case when you're joining a team. Yeah. Now, right. if you're working alone, you know, say, hey, I'm going to start my own full-time ministry. That's one thing. But when you join a team of of you know, people, workers, yeah, workers together, you, you have to really count the costs, you know, you know, and there's a lot of things that must be considered, right. you know, and because we've been in ministry for a while, we've seen a lot. So right. let's talk about some of those things. Um, we've seen, you know, some things like people come in for ease. When you say ministry, mm-hmm. a lot of people think you're sitting around counting Bibles, right. singing songs all day. Mm-hmm. So they think that's when, when they come in to do that's all they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see a lot of young people. We've seen a lot of young people that join ministry because they see other people doing right. it, mm-hmm. not asking the, the right question. What does this look like? What would I, What is going to be expected of me? Mm-hmm. Um, where would my future go? You know, right. they don't ask these questions. They jump in, they're, they're, they're all in, and then all of a sudden their desires change because maybe somebody left Mm -hmm. that they were close with. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe somebody fell off, you know, that they were close with. So now it's like, oh, that can happen to me. Mm -hmm. You know, fear settles in or they don't want to be there anymore. So we've seen that. And even going back to your point, you were talking about, you know, when you join a ministry, when there's already a team established, you have to realize that when you're on a team, you have to be able to get along with those you're working with. I mean, look at the disciples. They were a team, if Mm -hmm. you want to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist, he even had a team of disciples around him. And so, of course, like everyone, you have ups and downs, but you have to be able to come together. Some people, they didn't count that cost when coming into ministry. Mm -hmm. They just thought it was going to be um, as it was before. You know, just them and what they wanted to be. Just them, their interests, but not really having to learn and grow um, with other people. And also some people, once they come in, they begin to lose interest. So it was all hype. You know, right, when they right. saw on, on the TV. Right. But then right. when they see what goes on behind the scenes, the interest oh. is dead. Right. Because yeah. they didn't see the work that has to be put in. Right. It's, it's a lot of work. And I, you know, was told that, man, you know, someone joined the team and they was like, man, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I, you know, from the outside looking in, I didn't know this much went into working full time in a ministry. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Jared, also, you know, to get along with others. That's paramount, mm-hmm. you know, yes. on, on any team. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that separation has to happen. I mean, you look in the book of Acts, Acts 15 with, mm. with Paul and yes. Barnabas, mm-hmm. you know, although they were, you know, laboring together at one point, you know, Barnabas wanted to bring on was a John Mark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Paul was opposed to that idea and they separated from there. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that, you know, other believers may have heard about and even seen, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't allow that negative, yes. you know, um, schism between them. 
to affect the work of God. Right, right. And that's what we must also look at and make sure that we don't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting that you said the negative schism is how people would view it. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the Bible account, it wasn't negative for them. No. They understood that you have to go into this part of vineyard. Right. We're going to continue in, in that part of vineyard. Mm-hmm. But as people and as Christians, we always seem to choose a side. Right. And it's not about choosing a side. Mm-hmm. It's about looking at God's work and how can we hasten his second coming. So you're, you're saying that sometimes the people make it a negative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's when it's truly not a negative. Right. Um, there there have been times we've seen people who don't know how to balance mm-hmm. the work. And mm-hmm. I can speak from hu- being husband and wife, as we said, mm-hmm. um, opening up our home, you know, we had to learn to balance that. And we, we prayed about it. We even sought counsel because mm-hmm. it was new. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. And we see there's the frustration we see, um, the pulling back and forth, not knowing what to do. And I think Richard, you can also. Absolutely. I mean, I can speak on that that. point because again, when I came into ministry, um, you know, I was, um, engaged to my wife, now wife, of course. Um, but we didn't, we never had any children. We, we do now have children. Right. Right. And that was of course something in the back of our minds, like, you know, when we get married and what have you, we're going to have a family. So how do we maneuver? How do we balance the work, which is full time, mm-hmm. which is going at the speed of lightning mm-hmm. and also personal life, right. you know, husband and wife and also children in the future. Right. And that was something we both had to sort of sit down, talk about, plan, strategize, pray about, of mm-hmm. course, and allowed God to do his work. Right. And I, I, for, by God's grace, I have now two children, right. two young children. Right. And this is something that cannot be taken lightly. This right. is a cost that must be counted mm. because... Right. Full-time ministry is full-time ministry, right? Mm-hmm. There's not really a nine-to-five, as it were. Exactly. So you have to be ready at all times to be working for the Lord. And this is something I had to talk about with my wife. Mm-hmm. So again, for those who are thinking of coming into full-time ministry or who have children, this is something you really have to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. right? Especially if you have more than one child, two children, three children. Because and parenting and isn't nine-to-five either. It's not. It's right. 24 hours a day. It's exactly. two full-time choices. It's two full-time choices, yes. right? And it's something that we still have to talk about right. you know what i mean okay this is something i have to do and we have to work together in order to find a balance for both and mm-hmm. sh- and this is something that chanel had to sort of learn right you know that how come i don't understand you know how come these these long days and long hours it's not until she experienced it that she right. was like oh, okay wow i understand i now. see what's going on i see on. what goes on goes right. on behind the scenes mm-hmm. right it's not just you get behind a camera produce right. a video what goes on behind that right. right and that's why it's so important that you you know are in the marriage and you married the right person, the mm-hmm. one that God sent to you, you yes. know, because they have to be very understanding when you have an important job, like, you know, doing ministry, mm-hmm. working for God, you yes. know, so the, you know, when you husband and wife laboring together, that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing. Right. And we have to be careful because a lot of people will say, I have to just do ministry, forget my wife, forget mm-hmm. the kids. Y'all just need to understand. But mm-hmm. that's, that's not what God is expecting. Nope, there has to be a balance mm-hmm. because your first priority is your family. Right. So how can you go out and do the work of the Lord if your house is not in mm-hmm. order? Mm-hmm. So, you know, these two married men and me being a, a wife, I do understand that. Mm-hmm. And that came in time oh, that yeah. came with, the choice to sacrifice like lord i know i may not see my husband all the time give me peace give me what you want me to do Mm -hmm. so that we're on the same page right and on that point you know in ministry especially when you're on a team if if that's the dynamic that um you have set up 
you see those people more than you do your family members yes. every day. So yes. even if you know, even if you're not married, you see them more than you do mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. siblings. If you're married, um, your wife. Yep. You know, depending of course on the dynamic, mm-hmm. your children, depending on the dynamic again. Mm-hmm. So that's another sacrifice that you have to count, and that's why it's important to be on one accord, that's right. it. like the disciples. And Good we've point. and we've seen people um, come in, and even amongst ourselves, not knowing a skill. Oh boy. Yeah. Or overstating mm-hmm. a skill mm-hmm. and not building mm-hmm. on that skill. Yeah, and and this ministry we we do digital media. Mm-hmm. You know, the bulk of our work is digital media. So there's a certain skill set that you know you got to have. You mm-hmm. can't just you know show up and not you know know nothing. You know, got to have a computer. Mm-hmm. Got to be kind of tech savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course how to work a program, you know, we, we do editing, mm-hmm. um, graphic, graphic design, design, web design, uh, web yeah. design, all of our editing graphics are done in house, yep. you right. know? So that's something that, you know, people on the outside looking in may not consider mm-hmm. like, right. you know, what can I offer? Right. You know, we have to ha- bring something to the table, um, you know, a, a skill set, And then when you, you know, overstate yourself, you get there and you can be overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times you're like, you get in and you're like, man, I, you know, I should have just been honest. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know how, but there is a process of learning. You, right. you, you're always encouraged to learn. There's mm-hmm. opportunities. Opportunities, yep. training. You know, yep. I would sit down personally with, you know, those that, you know, are new to editing and just show them a few, you know, tricks or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's important that you have a willingness to want to learn. Yeah. And also that you have a willingness to want to be an arm of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So you don't know editing. That's fine. Learn something that you can contribute mm-hmm. to the team that you're a part of. If you know how to do medical missionary work, if you yep. know how to make a poultice, if you know how to mix herbs, whatever it is, make yourself useful and right. say, here, this is what I can offer. Right. Mm-hmm. right? We have to be able to bring something to God. We have to bring a That's sacrifice. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't come in anywhere even if it was a secular job you can't come in and not know anything that's not why you get hired they look at your resume but the difference with god is we can come as we are Mm -hmm. and he will give us skills if we are willing to learn if we're willing like um pastor henrique has always said count no one in and count count no no one one out out. Mm -hmm. so you know it's not like it's a closed off circle right um we never count anybody out but of course any of us could be you know on the other side at any right. time. Right. It happens. Yeah, it happens. it happens. So let's talk about how can the account of Judas mm-hmm. relate Rich. to individuals, including ourselves, mm-hmm. who are currently in full-time ministry, and even those who were in full-time ministry that are no longer, or even those who do their personal ministry. Yeah, that's a good um, point to bring up there, Judas, because it fits in perfectly. When you look at Judas's account in Matthew 8, verses 19 and 20, verse 20 Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where where to lay his head. Mm -hmm. So as we just mentioned, some of the reasons why people join ministry, you know, they want to be seen, Mm -hmm. they want to get money and all the other various reasons. Jesus says, don't think that by coming into ministry, you're going to get something. Right. Rather, look at the sacrifices that you have to give. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about ministry, really to minister it's you're doing something for somebody else exactly. yeah. you're serving you're, you're serving. serving exactly yes. so many times we get it twisted in our heads yeah. um and then there's this quotation um from desire of ages which shows us that you know judas he tried to push himself on the group mm-hmm. you know to just come in and overstate himself 
But the way Jesus received him wasn't with so much enthusiasm. Right. Richard, you want to read that? Yeah, it says here, this is from Desire of Ages, page 294. It says, the disciples were anxious that Judas should become one of their number. He was of the commanding, he was of commanding appearance, a man of keen discernment and executive ability. And they commended him to Jesus as one who would greatly assist him in his work. They were surprised that Jesus received him so coolly. Mm. That's that surprised me right there. Mm. You know, when, when I read that, I was like, "Wow!" You know, and and we've seen that. Yes. You know, we've, and experienced we've, we've we've come in contact with people who say, "Hey, this person will be great mm-hmm. on this team," and you know, maybe they work out, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's always interesting because when you look at that statement, even just the account of Judas, Judas was allowed to join ministry. And had the same opportunities just as the 12. Right. But what just was as us. Just as us, right? Yeah. Everybody has the same opportunity. Mm. Um, and all have defects of character. And everybody yes. has defects of character of to work on. Yes. But what was Judas's issue? What was his main problem? He did pride and he didn't want to surrender. He didn't want to learn from his mistakes. It, he didn't want to. He didn't. He did. He chose not to grow. Right. right. From where he was. He, he was fine. He was comfortable at the level he was. Right. Yet Christ wanted him to go up higher. higher. And it's the same thing when you come into full time ministry. You don't come. You don't come and stay as you are. Nope. No. There's a growing stage. There's a process in which we go from step B or step one to step two to step three, all the way till perfection. Yeah. And we don't come in perfect. And that's no. what a lot of people have to understand. No. You're not required or expected to come in ready to no. be translated to it's, heaven. It's a, growing process. it's a growing process, and be willing mm-hmm. and ready to see things in your character. Oh, God yeah. will reveal to you. Through others, through mm-hmm. reading, mm-hmm. and um, you have to read the books. You have to read That's them. one thing I had to books. learn um, very quickly. When I came into ministry, I wasn't thinking about uh, the fact that I'm going to have to see myself in right. terms of my defects. I was like, okay, I'm going to come in. These are the things I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. But through various means. Yes. <laughs> the Lord it, put mean, that mirror up. Yeah, that's yeah. it, brother. Man, that mirror, was, it, it was up very quickly. I'm not going to go into that account. I mean, he, brother Paul knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that's when you learn, you yeah. know, about yourself. You're that's like, it. man, if I'm, I'm here now, what do I do? You know, yeah. either yeah. I'm going to sink or swim. Yeah. You know, um, reading the books, um, learning a skill set. I mean, we talked about that earlier on in this podcast Mm -hmm. i mean you know the thing about being in full-time ministry richard spoke about it you know the sacrifices you make for your family the long hours Mm -hmm. you know and you know again from the outside looking in they they count hymnals they pass out tracks right but there's a lot that goes into being a missionary because Mm -hmm. we're all missionaries let's let's discuss some of that you know briefly we you know Besides the long hours, we, t- we spoke about that. Mm-hmm. The time away from family, mm-hmm. right. we spoke about that. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of phone calls mm. that we receive. A lot. You know, we spoke about this the skill set. Now, we, we do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's speak on that briefly. Yes, mm-hmm. when you look at traveling, you have to consider every aspect of the traveling. It's not just getting on the plane, yeah. going somewhere, having a meeting, meeting We're the people, there. and you're done. Mm-hmm. No, there's the buying of the tickets. There's the setting of the hotel. Mm-hmm. There's the layout of the room. There's you know, coordinating the audio visual. Yeah. There's making sure something is simple. Do they have hard wire lines? Mm-hmm. There, there's so much that goes into it. It's like setting up the sanctuary yes. right. and then having to tear it down again. Mm-hmm. Right. And you are engaged in all of this for about five to six days total. But what most people see is just the meeting. Right. 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 Not all the other things that go into it. And, you know, sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you're hungry. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. people may even be a little sick. Mm-hmm. But when you are serving when you are ministering to the people you have to say lord 
Heal me, Lord, give me the strength. These people came to hear from you. And mm-hmm. however you're going to use me, help me to be ready. Mm-hmm. And all of us have never, not always been that way. Yeah. This is what you have to grow to, as Jared was said. That mm-hmm. mirror comes up oh, yeah. and you realize who you really are. Right, yeah. <laughs> and That's God true. is saying, let me, yeah. let me help you. That's true. Even on that point, you know, um, sometimes on a, on a normal Sabbath, you know, because we have to set up um, for now. Mm-hmm. Um for live streaming and what have you. So on the way home, you know, it may be later in the afternoon, right? And so I may be calling a family member and I'll say, yes, I'm on my way to go eat lunch. Eat lunch? It's, you know, the sun's about to set. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, when the live stream ended, That's I, not it. I wasn't just eating. Yes. Yeah. We had to tear down, you know, speak with uh, individuals, mm-hmm. minister to them, answer some questions, mm-hmm. uh, meet and greet. So, you know, there's a lot that goes in behind right. the scenes. People just see the camera. Oh, great message. Yeah. They're done. They're yes. at home. They're sleeping. Yes. Yeah, they're no. eating. No. No. It, it goes on. <laughs> no. You, and you show up early mm-hmm. as well. So, exactly. you know, it's a lot to go into it. I, and, have, go ahead. I have one more thing. Even in, in administration, you know, many people may not look at that at a certain, you know, perspective. Right. But the phone calls that come in, mm-hmm. the emails, and sometimes you get phone calls that people want to commit suicide mm-hmm. or you get text mm-hmm. messages. Hey, I'm about mm-hmm. to harm myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in ministry, if it's three o'clock in the morning and you see that phone, you're not going to be like, oh, I'll deal with them in the morning. Mm-hmm. You have to say, Lord, give me the strength. And you wake up and you call that person and you minister them. You mm-hmm. pray with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to consider every level of sacrifice mm-hmm. that there is. Sometimes it's big, mm-hmm. sometimes it's small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the creative work that go into um, doing this type of ministry. You know, 2020 has been mm-hmm. an eventful year. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's been a crazy year. Um, normally, tell it to the world team, we're out in the marketplace, you know, ministering to people, uh, conducting interviews on current events. But once the COVID-19 came into to, to play, you had to be creative. Oh yeah, with um, evangelism because that's so. the ultimate goal: mm-hmm. evangelism. evangelism, not just sitting in front of a camera nope. preaching or, or or whatever. Evangelism. So, what are some of the ways you were creative during this COVID lockdown, mass mandates, and mm. all of that? Oh boy, oh, man, <laughs> we've had to be really, really creative. I mean, notwithstanding, again, our main focus, our main aim is to reach the young people. That's right. our audience, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, when they when when that pandemic hit. We had to, I mean, when the mask mandate came out, it's like everyone has to wear masks. You can't wear a mask inside the building yeah. because sometimes we would be inside the universities. I mean, you have to wear a mask. Oh, you have to wear a mask, right, rather. Right. You have to wear a mask in there. And so um, we're finding out, okay, how do we now reach them who are inside? Because, again, you know, we have to have a mask on. How is that going to look in front of a camera? Right. So all of these things have to be considered, mm-hmm. right, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, and, and so God allowed us, allowed the doors to stay open for a little while for mm-hmm. us to make, a, a, you know, some more trips down to university right. to meet students. And, by, you know, God's great. By God's grace, we were able to stay outside. Yeah. Right. And, and talk to some of the sophomores there and mm-hmm. share the word of God with mm-hmm. them. You know, but of course, now the universities have, have closed because right. of um, um, the whole COVIDness and COVID, COVID-19 and also because of um um, it, they're out. They're out the of break. They're, oh, yeah, they're, on, they're on break. They're on break right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've had to sort of be creative now on how to reach 
um, our audience to different projects. Right. You know, how do we how do we for, how do we do evangelism? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because there was another there was another um, area we where we used to go called the Market Square, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it you know at a certain time it really dries up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, where can we go now to reach the people? Mm-hmm. And so these things have to be considered. Right. And, and even now with the weather changing, it's yep, going to dry yeah. up even more. even more. Yeah. Exactly. And so we we had to do things such as you know podcasts. Right. You know, which a lot of people are listening to podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that we've tried to do and, and different recipes. People like recipe videos right. and, you yep. know, just so just finding different things, you know, little devotional nuggets. Sometimes I may send it to family members. And, oh, you know, that was a blessing. You know, right. so just in little ways because yeah. the more people are online, that cannot replace meeting people in person. No. Right. But mm-hmm. it, there's still a work to be done right. um, there you, as you well. Don't be, you, you don't become idle just because exactly. of circumstance. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's important. Again, these are the costs that have to be counted. Okay, because I can't touch a person physically, I'm not going to do ministry. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know right. what I mean? You have to think of mm-hmm. ways now. How do you bring the gospel mm-hmm. to somebody? Right. Right. And even our neighbors. That's it, yes. right? Even yes. meeting your neighbors. Definitely. That gives you an opportunity to, you know, Talk to them. Yeah. Talk yeah. to them. Call Porter. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the ultimate goal is evangelism. We can't do ministry in a in a vacuum, as it were. We have to make sure that we are finding creative ways to reach people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, that's a that's a it's a lot to consider. Yeah. You know, in closing, we want to close. Um, um, any final comments? Yes. You know, one thing that I want to stress for those of you who are listening or may watch this podcast, we were sharing from our experience what it is like to be in full-time ministry. But I want to say very clearly that God can use you wherever you are. That's right. You do not have to be uh, in the same setup as we have here in this ministry. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Being on a team, you know, all you do is full-time ministry. You can also uh, work in corporate America or wherever you are and still do ministry. Not everyone is called to do it full-time. That's right. And... There are other ways to do it full time, but in your sphere. For instance, we know um, some individuals who use their personal businesses Mm -hmm. as an evangelistic tool. Mm -hmm. So when they sell things to the people, they have books out in the open Mm -hmm. or they give them the books or they talk to them about God. Those are different ways to do ministry. So it's not just, oh, if I'm not in full time ministry, if I'm not, you know, saved to serve, then I'm not doing the Lord's work. Do Mm -hmm. not feel that way. Ask the Lord how he can use you and he right. will so you're saying you can be a nurse construction worker that or, or a person that a mechanic a mechanic mm-hmm. a student a student yeah. right and, and do ministry you right. can as yeah. long as you are humble and you ask the lord to use you you can do anywhere right and I, go ahead. no i look at um sister maggie st jean in mm-hmm. florida yes. who has the nonprofit of giving uh well, food yes to those who are in need it's it's her work but it's also the way she evangelizes mm-hmm. so she has the books she brings mm. people to the church mm-hmm. she may have something a sermon playing that's what we're supposed oh, yes. to be doing yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's several ways there's several ways but you also have to count the cost mm-hmm. yes. you know and the sacrifices because we have to look at how what christ gave up for us mm-hmm. you know to for life you Does know it? we have to look at that yeah. that great sacrifice right. mm-hmm. and with that yeah. being said we'll close with desire of ages 294.4 it said god takes men as they are with the human elements in their character and trains them for his service. If they will be disciplined and learn of him, they are not chosen because they are perfect, but notwithstanding their imperfections that through the knowledge and practice of the truth, 
through the grace of Christ, they may become transformed into his image. And that is my prayer and that is my goal. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Let's Talk. Continue this conversation and also like, share and subscribe and continue to comment. We love reading the comments um, Mm -hmm. below, you know, comment below. Tell us about your experience, um, you know, doing ministry and what you're doing to further the cause. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.